It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2023 from Peachfish Productions. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. And I was wrong. Regrets? I've had a few. Well, actually enough to fill a week's worth. Or maybe almost a week. This is the week that I'm away. The week where I take my guilt and put it on you. Or at least ask you to poke around and examine it and turn it over and see what it'll fetch at auction. So yesterday I talked about a wrong prediction I made, broadly speaking, about the career rehabilitation available to Louis C.K. Louis went a different route. I thought he would go the more conventional route and that America, or at least network television, would embrace him in their good graces. Well, now all of network television is off the air. And in fact, the Emmys are being canceled. And it was at an Emmys party that Aziz Ansari met a young woman we'll call Grace. In fact, we didn't call her Grace. Babe.net, no longer in existence, called her Grace. Reporter named Katie Way wrote a headline. I went on a date. This isn't Katie speaking. This was in the voice of Grace. I went on a date with Aziz Ansari. It turned into the worst night of my life. The article doesn't get there. It might have been the worst night of her life. Then she's lived an okay life. Aziz Ansari certainly had to deal with much fallout. Uh, during this, the height of the Me Too era, although the height of the Me Too era is a phrase that is applied to about a two and a half year period, I think. But history shows that Aziz Ansari is now cited, I think he's perhaps the ready go-to guy who was falsely or unfairly accused excess of the Me Too movement example. And when I did my spiel, I didn't see that clearly. Now I'm going to play my entire spiel for you. It ran in January of 2018, as did that Sad story about Grace's very bad date. And then after you hear that spiel, I'll come back. I'll give you an update about what Aziz Ansari has said about it. I'm going to read what some other thinkers and writers have said about it. I'm going to analyze why I say I was wrong. Right? That's going to that's gonna get you and compel you to listen after the break. Back after this. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The date of this spiel is January 16th, 2018. The description online is in the spiel, Aziz Ansari isn't blameless, but he doesn't deserve a total destruction of his career either. Wow, way to make a bold statement, Mike. Here, in fact, is the statement I made at that time, and then afterwards, we'll discuss. And now the spiel. A few months ago, Aziz Ansari, stand-up comic TV star, went on a date with a young woman who did not like what transpired over the course of the evening. Grace, the name used to describe her in the online outlet Babe, accused Ansari in a text message sent after the date. I'll quote from the text message. This was in the Babe piece. Quote, you ignored clear nonverbal cues. You kept going with advances. A lot of commentators picked up on that to assert, as I'll quote the title of an op-ed in the New York Times by Barry Weiss, 
Aziz Ansari is guilty of not being a mind reader. Weiss was on Morning Joe today to talk about her piece. We're, we're talking about women as if they, they ha- like I wrote in the piece, that they have no agency at all. And I think that there's a scary sort of insidious um, line of reasoning that I'm seeing happening among feminists my age, which is to say, you know, we are everything, everything is harassment and assault rather right. than saying, no, we can stand up for ourselves. Weiss is a young female, kind of though not doctrinaire, conservative voice. Sonny Bunch, conservative male culture writer, former just guest, wrote in the Washington Post a piece headline this, Babes, Aziz Ansari piece, was a gift to anyone who wants to derail hashtag me too. Well, maybe not. Here's what I can add that is new. I hope it's new. A couple of years ago, affirmative consent became the buzz phrase and actually the law in New York and California on campuses there. And what affirmative consent means is yes means yes as the standard. In other words, what did not transpire between Grace and Aziz. At the time, there was some grumbling from the usual quarters. Oh, how ridiculous. Oh, we're criminalizing seduction. Or quite specifically, you know, you're making men have to read minds. But in most reasonable places where this was discussed, not just the scorching hot recesses of the woke net, but the, hey, let's be kind to each other and teach our sons to treat women with respect places, the reaction to yes means yes was, you know, maybe this will improve gender dynamics. Maybe this will lead to more gross happiness in the world. Aha. But now the man who didn't play by the ideals of yes means yes is a guy you know and a guy you like and a guy you probably think you know better than you really know because his comedy is confessional and because he plays a character named Disease. And oh, by the way, his accuser is not even using her real name, and the whole thing was mediated by a reporter who doesn't seem up to the challenge of reporting this very delicate story. So now the take we had about yes means yes seeming pretty good, now it seems unfair to Aziz. But is this because A, it is unfair, B, we know and like Aziz, or C, Some of the dumb shit in that article, like the fact that she was only offered white, not red wine, confused basic facts. I maintain that if this were an article about an anonymous male, that no one would care and read it. But that's not my point. Let's say magically we all cared and read some article in Babe about an anonymous male doing what Aziz did. Would the reaction be that Aziz, sorry, well, anonymous male, would the reaction be that anonymous male got such a raw deal? Yes, I know We think he's getting a raw deal, or some of us do, because Aziz was named and shamed. But if we're just a referendum on who acted fine on that date and who acted unethically in the interaction, or less than fine, or caddish, or bad, or decreasing the gross happiness in the world, I think our reaction, meaning Barry Weiss's reaction, would be a bit more condemnatory of the male. She went to a guy's apartment, they started hooking up, They both got naked. She said no. He kept going. He performed oral sex on her. She performed oral sex on him. He kept asking for sex. She kept saying no. It's not that sympathetic a portrait of the man. And there wouldn't be a claim that the man was only guilty of not being a mind reader. I think that in the hierarchies of wrongs, Barry Weiss, Sonny Bunch, Mika Brzezinski thinks more of a wrong was done to Aziz because the actual person, Aziz Ansari's reputation is going to suffer. But I think there is, even within the views of the people I named, an acknowledgement that there was, maybe to them, a lesser wrong. 
and that the wrong wasn't 100% about a woman not standing up and saying no and putting her foot down. Yes, that would have diffused a bad situation. But also, yes, it was a bad situation. Elsewhere in that Morning Joe interview, Mika Brzezinski read from Barry Weiss's article. It is worth carefully studying Grace's story. Encoded in it are new yet deeply retrograde ideas about what constitutes consent and what constitutes sexual violence. I don't think it alleged anything about sexual violence per se. And also, it's not that retrograde an idea that what constitutes consent is both parties giving consent. That's not retrograde. That's progressive. Elsewhere, Weiss wrote, and this was also quoted by Mika Brzezinski. But the solution to these problems does not begin with women torching men for failing to understand their nonverbal cues. Okay, but replace torching with teaching. If the male weren't an identifiable famous male whose reputation suffered, this wouldn't really be about the impossibility of mind reading. It wouldn't be about the retrograde idea of yes means yes as a consent standard. If we all read it and no one's reputation suffered, it might be something for men and women to think about. Hell, if it were better written and with some details changed, it'd be cat person. Now, if Aziz Ansari suffers greatly or if his career is over, Caitlin Flanagan in an overwrought piece in The Atlantic says he was assassinated. If that happens, that would be an injustice. And if Grace never thinks or considers what Barry Weiss and others are arguing, get some agency, girl. That's a missed opportunity for her. I bet, though, even without a New York Times op-ed to recommend verbalizing more the next time, Grace would or has verbalized more the next time. Aziz Ansari got embarrassed. That sucks for him. Grace had bad sex. She feels violated. That sucks. If she stays anonymous, I think she'll overcome this. As for Aziz, he's an extremely talented comedian who can now go out, think about what happened, and make some art about it. Aziz was, in this instance, on the subject of courtship, seduction, feminism, a master of none. But a lot of his stand-up and TV show of that title portrays him as this sympathetic main character trying to navigate thorny issues, but acting generally ethically and kindly along the way. He's the good guy hero of most of his stories. All right, that shtick has been derailed. It's not the Me Too movement that's been derailed. It's that persona. But upsetting the usual easy thing, that's kind of the definition of comedy. Aziz Ansari is funny. He's got a big stage. He could do something interesting or even profound with what happened. And I, and I think most of his fans, will be willing to listen. All right, that was 2018. Now it's 2023. In fact, it's more than halfway over is 2023. I'll tell you what I've been thinking about that since. So if you listened, and at this point, I assume you just haven't skipped ahead, if you listened to the spiel that I delivered in 2018, you probably said, well, that's all reasonable. I mean, I can't underline, you can't underline or highlight uh, a sentence that was, well, factually incorrect or even, you know, unethical or not grasping the situation. But I still think I was wrong because in general, what I did was succumb to the overwhelming sentiment that... Aziz Ansari had, in fact, transgressed. And I looked at the people who were criticizing him, and I looked at, and I acknowledged people like Barry Weiss who were somewhat defending him, and I more or less noted that the defenders raised good points, but 
there was some amount of culpability in Aziz Ansari's actions. And there were. He even said he didn't behave laudably that night. And he did what I thought Louis C.K. would have done. He did essentially uh, a comedic apology. He laid low for a while, started working out some material in clubs. And then in July of 2019, so a year and a half after that Babe.net article came out, Aziz did a comeback special. It aired on Netflix. And I'm going to play almost the very first thing that he said. It's kind of long, but it encapsulates. In fact, it defines what he was trying to do, what he was trying to say, what he actually said. Here's that. I've been on the road for a while. Um, I just got back to New York, uh, my home, uh, a few days ago. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I was walking around the other day and this guy uh, came up to me on the street and he was like, uh, hey man, love the Netflix show. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. He's like, yeah, yeah, I really liked the episode you did on Supreme. I was like, what? I didn't do no episode on Supreme. And then I quickly realized he's talking about Hassan Minaj. Patriot Act. Different show, different guy. And he felt horrible, right? And he immediately realized his mistake and he was trying to buy it back. He's like, oh, no, 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 Aziz, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Master of None, yeah, yeah, that's me. Parks and Rec, yeah, yeah, that's me. Treat yourself, yeah, yeah, that's me. And uh, you had that whole thing last year, sexual misconduct. No, 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 no. That was Hassan. You know, I I haven't said much about that whole thing, but I've talked about it on this tour. Because you're here, and it means a lot to me. And I'm sure there's some of you that are curious how I feel about that whole situation. And uh, it's a tricky thing for me to answer because I felt so many things in the last year or so. There's times I felt scared. There's times I felt humiliated. There's times I felt embarrassed. And ultimately, I just felt terrible that this person felt this way. And after a year or so, I just hope it was a step forward. It moved things forward for me. It made me think about it a lot. I hope I become a better person. And I always think about a conversation I had with one of my friends where he was like, you know what, man? That old thing made me think about every date I've ever been on. And I thought, wow, well, that's pretty incredible. This made not just me, but other people be more thoughtful, then that's a good thing. And that's how I feel about it. And I know this isn't the most hilarious way to begin a comedy show. (laughs) But it's important to me that you know how I feel about that whole thing before we share this night together. Well, that was pretty intense. (laughs) What else should we talk about? (laughs) All right, compare what Aziz was copping to, compare what I was saying. It seems to line up very well. So therefore, you could say, Mike, you weren't wrong if anything Aziz is agreeing with you. But you know, it's not my job to be as contrite as the person in the middle of the maelstrom. 
if he does a certain amount of beating himself up, it's not really my job to hand him a bigger stick. I wish I had said a couple of things that were more on the side of not his actions, but the side of something like due process and the side against the rush to judgment, unfair standards, mob mentality, impossibility of the situation that he was in. I think because he was a famous guy and a guy who, you know, acted poorly on a date, I felt that I didn't owe him much. But in a more abstract way, I think that I wish that my principles had asserted themselves so that I could have said something a little bit braver in the moment. So there are two columns that I went back to. And one is one that I mentioned in the spiel. It's a Barry Weiss column. And uh, which said that he's guilty of not being a mind reader. That wasn't exactly my point, but I'll read you a phrase from the Barry Weiss column. The article in Babe, babe babe.net, was met with digital hosannas by young feminists who insisted that consent is consent only if it is affirmative, active, continuous, and this is the word most used, enthusiastic. Consent isn't the only thing they are radically redefining. I said something like that. I am not a young feminist, (laughs) but I was more or less agreeing with the young feminists and talking about the power, the potency of the word consent. And Barry there is, I think, putting her finger on the fact that there is a constant shifting of definitions that it is very hard for human beings on this planet to navigate, male, female, powerful, or not. And that was a point, that was a good point, and one that I wished I'd gotten to. But the one I was really jealous of was Caitlin Flanagan. I didn't agree with her entire assessment, but this is how she ends. This is called sticking the landing on an opinion piece. I thought it would take a little longer for the hit squad of privileged young white women to open fire on brown-skinned men. I'd assume that on the basis of intersectionality and all that, they'd stay laser-focused on college-educated white men for another few months. But we're at warp speed now, and the revolution in many ways so good and so important is starting to sweep up all sorts of people into its conflagration. The monstrous, the cruel, and the simply unlucky. Apparently, there is a whole country full of young women who don't know how to call a cab, who have spent a lot of time picking out pretty outfits for dates they hoped would be nights to remember. They're angry and temporarily powerful, and last night they destroyed a man who didn't deserve it. Wow. Now, I couldn't say that. You know, I'm not uh, in the feminist camp as anything other than someone who agrees with the precepts rather than needs them in order to live. Also, I, even to this day, probably wouldn't be brave enough to articulate as she did the white women opening fire on the brown-skinned men. I do think it's effective rhetoric and very daring rhetoric because it's a hoist by the own petard of the people who are most accusatory. But that to me is a brave sentiment, one that I admire her for having expressed and one that I wish was a little closer to what I said at the time. I could have caveated with the, yes, I hope it really is a learning experience for Aziz, but I do think this is essentially unfair, mercurial, an impossible standard to navigate. Instead, I think my overall point was, we're, we're living in very tough times where the standards are hard to navigate, but really, hashtag do better. So, hashtag hash thyself. When it comes to my commentary originally on Aziz Ansari, 
I was wrong. And that's it for today's show. Corey War is the producer of The Gist, and Joel Patterson's the senior producer. Michelle Pesca is the CLO of Peachfish Productions. The Gist is presented in collaboration with Libsyn's AdvertiseCast. For advertising inquiries, go to AdvertiseCast.com slash The Gist. Oomperu, Jeeperu, Thank you for listening.